Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Hey guys, on the show today, we're talking about eight things you should know about the new Pfizer biotech vaccine. Here at Things You Should Know podcast, our focus varies from commonly asked questions like, what are the top email apps for iPhone users? Or how much does it cost to go to Disney World anyway? To the trending topics of the day, such as, are taxes going up or down? And who's Elon Musk? We shed light on things you probably have always wondered about, but you never got around to investigating them yourself. This podcast brings you the answers to your most commonly asked questions and makes you smarter just by listening. Information empowers, and the more information you have, the better decision you can make, and ultimately, your quality of life is based on the decisions you make. So, thanks for joining the discussion, and make sure that you subscribe today and not miss out on any future episodes of Things You Should Know. Welcome to the show. This is Kelly. I am your host. If you're not done so already, go ahead and subscribe to the channel to stay up to date with things you should know. This week, we are talking vaccines. We're going to start off with the first vaccine that was uh, approved by the FDA. Uh, Information that I'm bringing to you today comes mostly from the AMA, American Medical Association, couple of the resources. I'm going to um, post them in the comments, but I want you to know that this information was not just willy-nilly. Did a little bit of research to make sure that I'm providing you the best information possible. So let's get going. So this Pfizer uh, vaccine for COVID-19 was approved by the FDA uh, on December the 11th the 11th. Uh, The vaccine is given in two doses, and I think many of you already have heard about the temperature requirements as it relates to uh, the sub-zero in terms of transportation. So there is that. Um, However, when the vaccination is delivered or given to you or administered, it is not given to you cold. Uh, This is one of the things many people are questioning. Why is uh, Pfizer's uh, has a uh, temperature requirement and Moderna does not when technically it is the same technology. We're going to get into that. But anyway, in terms of transportation, the Pfizer does have the um, sub-zero temperature requirement. The vaccine is the first mRNA vaccine that's received approval through the FDA. So what's the deal with the mRNA vaccine? What does it do and what does it mean? 
the M and the mRNA vaccine is referred to as the messenger. Uh, it's now being approved, although there's a lot of conversation among researchers for decades about this. The difference between an mRNA vaccine and more traditional ones comes down to what's actually within the working mechanisms within the vaccine. The mRNA vaccines do not contain live virus, so they cannot actually cause an infection. They cannot give someone COVID. The mRNA vaccines do not affect or interact with our own DNA in any way. The messenger, which is the RNA, never enters the nucleus of the cell and it doesn't hang around. The body breaks it down within hours. What's different about an EUA compared with the normal vaccine approval process? What is different? An EUA is an emergency use authorization. This is what uh, Pfizer uh, Binotech's COVID-19 vaccine was approved under through the FDA. So the question again is, what's different about an EUA compared with the normal vaccine? That's not in many people in many people's mind. This particular vaccine has been rushed. When you talk to scientists, they say that so many people, scientists were concentrated on one effort. It's been unprecedented, and the science uh, itself is unprecedented, but it has not been rushed, okay? And the EUA is different uh, than an approved or an approval of a vaccine. In other words, it's done in emergency times. According to the FDA website, an EUA is a mechanism to facilitate the availability and the use of medical countermeasures, including vaccines during the public health emergencies. In other words, the government can step in and say, okay, let's shut down production on, you know, foot powder and, you know, eye creams or whatever else is being done in these different, you know, manufacturing facilities and say everyone needs to work on this one thing because this is what uh, is this is the item at hand that we're, we're having uh, trouble with. In this case, it's COVID-19. So we're basically... Or we should have been now that we're in the new administration, we're going to see it happen. But we always should have been in a wartime posture, the war against this particular virus. It's very important that everybody knows that an EUA is not necessarily cutting corners or shortcutting FDA's review. This is what one of the doctors said. Really, we just cut out a little bit of bureaucracy. Some of the paperwork and the time it takes to do uh, that instead of cutting any corners or any safety or any other protocols. So, again, because of the urgency uh, and what was taking place in the public with so many cases coming up, uh, the EUA uh, helps, you know, uh, the government to make sure that the uh, medical community is all focused on this one particular issue. Uh, FDA has been transparent in its review process and expects any manufacturer that receives EUA to continue its clinical trials and eventually pursue official FDA approval. So that's not off the table. EUA is going to be temporary. The longer this goes, not only does the FDA uh, and the government expect um data to be tracked so that we understand what's happening with these vaccines, but also for the continuation of the development of the vaccine. Because as you may have heard by now, there's a different strain of COVID that has hit the streets. So it's kind of changing a little bit. So we're going to need to update the vaccine, perhaps. 
Now, if you've already had COVID, should you still get the vaccine? It's a very common question. If you've already had it, should you still get it? Yes, you should. Although people who receive antibodies or serum should wait at least 90 days before getting the vaccine. So at least 90 days until your body uh, is past uh, the actual um, initial uh, shock of the COVID. Now, what about pregnant women? What about pregnant women? What does the data say about that? Pregnant or lactating women may receive the vaccine if they choose to. However, safety data is not known about uh, this population at the time. A woman who is pregnant or lactating should consult their physician before moving forward. Now, I will tell you this. I was listening to a doctor who is and has been part of the uh, government uh, in terms of consulting the consulting team, the medical consulting uh, environment since the Obama days through the Trump years and now still consulting with Biden. His name is Dr. Angus, and he's indicated two things. Number one, that the uh, vaccinations are basically being crowdsourced in terms of uh, the information and they're tracking people's response. So once you get vaccinated, you have the ability to scan a QR code with your phone and you can uh, upload information as it relates to how you're feeling and what's taking place with your body post vaccination. So that's number one. During this process, he indicated that there's no data that suggests using that crowdsource information that women who are pregnant are having uh, any types of issues uh, with the vaccination. As a matter of fact, he suggested that uh, newborns and infants who are breastfeeding can benefit from the vaccination and inherit some of the mother's uh, immunity through breastfeeding. So that was a very interesting fact. That's not in this article. And you're going to love where I heard this. Hopefully this doesn't scare you. Uh, hopefully you're more concerned about the science versus where you get it. Dr. Angus was a guest on Howard Stern, uh, and he's a very proficient uh, doctor. I, I found that information very, very uh, satisfying. So if you want to uh, hear it straight from Dr. Angus, you can just go to YouTube and type in Dr. Angus, A uh, A G U S. I'm saying Angus, but it's August, A-G-U-S. All right, so... Is there anyone who should not get the vaccine? Anyone who should not get the vaccine? Well, according uh, to this study, people who have a history of allergic reactions to any vaccine should not get vaccinated at this time. There are no signs of allergic reactions during the Pfizer trial, she said. This particular doctor, Dr. Uh, Freihor. But several people in the United Kingdom have had allergic reactions to the vaccine within earlier months. And these were actual physicians that were taking it for the first time. One of the things that was common, if I recall, among those particular folks is that they were asthmatic. So um, allergic reactions uh, can happen within 15 minutes of taking the shot. Uh, Pfizer or Moderna, in this case, we're talking about Pfizer. So the doctors are obviously trained to watch you for those first you know, few minutes before you can leave and go about your business. Um, I'm to understand that newer technology is coming. Johnson and Johnson and uh, uh, Azteca, uh, those two uh, companies have a vaccine that uh, only needs to be administered once. And from my understanding, they have a very um, low uh, rate of any type of reaction, virtually none. 
virtually none. But they're not approved yet, but we expect that to be done soon. The COVID vaccine should not be given in combination with any other vaccines. Of course, the study protocol for these vaccines did not allow co-administration dual vaccines with, uh, you know, obviously any other vaccine. Uh, want the vaccine to be clear and be able to do its best work. Now, the other thing about this, I also heard uh, Dr. Agus say this on Howard Stern, is that if you currently have uh, a medical condition, i.e. an infection, that you shouldn't take the vaccine with an active infection. Okay, so just be aware of that. Uh, any expected side effects? Are there any expected side effects? As with any vaccine, particularly new ones, patients may experience some type of side effect. Now, I mentioned to you before the crowdsourcing in terms of patients who have gotten the vaccine to be able to upload their experiences online to the particular platform where doctors and scientists can go in and monitor based on the effects and the side effects that that particular patient is having. This is how they're going to collect data. So we're all going to be part of the study. It's important for physicians to make sure that their patients understand that there may be side effects. Uh, it may include pain and some swelling uh, at the site of the uh, shot or the insertion. As well, there may be some slight fever or chills or tiredness or headache. These are the same sorts of um, uh, side effects that if you're going for school immunization, measles, mumps, and, you know, whatever, this is the same thing. I've got four kids and I've done this a number of times. These are the same things that the doctor always tells you to watch for. So no different, but obviously people are a little bit more paranoid now because of, uh, of, of recent events. So people are a little bit more sensitive. Symptoms are usually worse after the second dose, and they usually are worse in younger as compared to older patients. You can think of these symptoms as a sign that the vaccine is working, that it is working. Now, what, are the, what other information should physicians and patients know about the vaccine? Uh, first of all, the development of the COVID-19 vaccine is a scientific wonder. I've heard this term used a number of times from a very, very respectable doctors in the community. Uh, most, uh, I shouldn't say most, I've not heard anyone talk against it. Uh, what I mean is doctors and scientists alike are uh, very impressed with the science itself and the fact that uh, scientists were able to work together across the world to bring a solution to a very uh, difficult uh, problem. And certainly we're, we're not out of the woods, but comparatively speaking, where we were a year ago in terms of not having a vaccine, not being able uh, to to administer uh, some sort of aid uh, to the public uh, was was a very helpless and a very scary, scary time. People were, you know, the numbers were, were climbing and they're still climbing for the most part. But uh, with the vaccine afoot, uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel and there are strategies in place to be able to defeat uh, COVID-19 uh, within a year if, if we can get people on board and, you know, vaccinated and, and compliant. The vaccine is one tool, one tool in the toolbox. This is what people must understand. People who think that this is a hoax, people who were uh, misinformed by past administrations, people who think that it is not real. Uh, they must understand that this vaccine is only one tool in the toolbox right now. And the importance of still 
practicing social distancing, wearing your mask, uh, washing your hands. All of these protocols still are as important as they were before we got the vaccine. Now, it's important also that you understand that one of the ways that scientists were able to create this solution uh, so quickly is that they were sharing information, sharing information uh, and, and the communication, these platforms that were built in order to share this information. Now, what resources are being utilized now to help physicians to gain more information about COVID so that we can continue to build on the current vaccine structure. And as COVID uh, sort of uh, matriculates and does different things, how do we stay ahead of it? Well, the American Medical Association has created a COVID-19 vaccine resource center, uh, a resource center. It features an array of information relevant to physicians about the development and the distribution of the vaccine. This is very critical because up until a few days ago to um, uh, current President uh, Biden was uh, inaugurated, uh, pretty much there was no plan. There was no national plan here in the United States. Uh, now you're going to see a much different approach. It's going to be more systematic. It's going to be a top-down approach. It's going to be a specific plan, a specific group of people uh, orchestrating this plan, and there will be updates in terms of the progress. Now, before then, nothing. So we virtually have gone a year, and states have just been kind of willy-nilly doing uh, whatever they need to do to kind of stay above uh, uh, above water. And since the vaccination has been approved December 11th, for the most part, states have just been administering the way that they want to because they were not given any guidance. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because this resource center is a place that not only states can go, but doctors within states that may have, um, I don't know, fewer cases or uh, smaller resources and these sorts of things. They can go to the vaccine resource center to be able to utilize the information there to assess their current patient workload and to be able to make decisions about how to move forward within their territories. The American Medical Association has also partnered with the CDC and the FDA. These groups are are obviously critical uh, to fighting this um, pandemic. And the AMA has partnered with the CDC and FDA to provide a series of educational webinars to help the process of the vaccine development and to offer a deeper dive into the data so that folks can ask questions and clearly understand the safety and the efficacy of the uh, results. The webinars are also available at the same resource center. Now, if you'd like to see this article uh, where the resource center is, you can simply go to AMA, American Medical Association. You can type in eight things physicians and patients need to know about the Pfizer vaccine and the article should come up. And at the very bottom, there is a uh, resources um, section and it lists the COVID-19 vaccine resource center link. And it should take you there uh, to answer any additional questions you may have. But I hope this has helped you um, to understand what the vaccine is, how it works. Uh, we're going to come back and do a little bit more uh, deeper dive on the other vaccines that are coming out. The Moderna, the Johnson & Johnson, the Exteca. Uh, we're going to come back and provide you with some of the same Q&A on those vaccines. But as always, uh, I appreciate you joining me here at Things You Should Know. And I hope you learned something today. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and subscribe. And um, we'll see you later. Thanks. Thank you.
That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.